It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Miami Dolphins 2023 running back spotlight series continues with Arizona State running back Xavier Valade, who the team is reported to be holding a visit with ahead of the 2023 NFL Draft, who he is, how he would fit the Dolphins, and where this player might be considered drafted for the Dolphins in the 2023 Draft. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, what is going on? And welcome to Locked On Dolphins. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, your host here on Locked On Dolphins, co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast, team building podcast here on the Locked On Network. It's your teams every day. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today is Tuesday, April 11th. This is our second show of the day. And this episode is focused on Arizona State running back Xavier Valade. The Dolphins uh, pre-draft visits list has been pretty quiet. Uh, There hasn't been a lot of buzz on who the Dolphins are bringing in for their visits uh, but Valaday is one that was reported at the beginning of this week, and when we found out that Valaday was on the list, and I had one running back spot left to study, I said, yeah, you know what, we're going to go ahead and make Valaday the last guy that we're going to watch. And I'm glad that I did, because this is a really interesting player. Uh, there's a lot of appeal here. Um, I think this is a player that's probably going to be available a little later, predictively, uh, versus some of the other running backs that we have discussed, and I think that opens up a whole other can of worms for the Dolphins. So let's start with who this player is. Xavier uh, Valley, Arizona State running back. Uh, he started his career at Wyoming, played his first four seasons at Wyoming, but this was someone who wasn't from Wyoming. He wasn't from the Rockies. Uh, he played at Brother Rice High School uh, in the state of Illinois. And he had interest from a team like Purdue. He got some AAC interest. He got some FCF interest. He ultimately declared to Wyoming and and stated that uh, the engineering program at Wyoming was a great motivator in addition to uh, the football program. Um, Visit was great. The mountains left me speechless. My mom was really impressed with the athletic programs at Wyoming. My family also thinks Wyoming is just a great fit for me, this courtesy of NBC Sports Chicago. I feel like I can excel at Wyoming. Wyoming is where I belong. Great engineering program, plus the football program is on the rise. It's a great fit uh, for me committing. Across those four seasons at Wyoming, this was a featured player for a majority of his career. Um, 621 rushes for 3,274 yards in three seasons, 5.2 yards per carry. He caught 51 passes across those four seasons for 584 yards, a total of 3,858 yards, 
from scrimmage, 5.7 yards per touch, 21 touchdowns in four years at Wyoming before entering the transfer portal and going to Arizona State. And Arizona State is really where Valaday put himself on the map because he was the most productive running back in the Pac-12 this past season. Uh, this is a, a pretty pretty big profile player to not get a combine invite, and yet those are the shoes that Valaday found himself in. Now, he went to the East-West Shrine Bowl in Las Vegas for the All-Star Circuit, but li- listen to the resume for just this year in 2022. Most rushing touchdowns with 16 in the Pac-12. One of three Pac-12 running backs to go over 1,000 rushing yards. Led the Sun Devils with 1,481 all-purpose yards. Rushed for a touchdown in eight consecutive games, the most by a Sun Devil since 2011. He has three career 1,000-yard rushing seasons. Became the first running back in the FBS to rush for and catch a touchdown in back-to-back games this season. Was on the Doak Walker Award watch list. Dude's got some accolades and yet was not from a a part of the NFL combine invite list. And as a result has kind of been an under the radar name. You can't call him a sleeper because he went to the shrine, right? And shrine has a really good history of identifying draftable talent. The last two years have have been very good for the shrine from a talent perspective and who they've been able to bring in. So you can't call this guy a sleeper. But the fact that he didn't get a combine invite kind of raises some eyebrows. Especially when you consider the production speaks for itself. As we mentioned, he ended up having uh, 1,481 yards from scrimmage on 252 touches, nearly six yards per touch for Arizona State, on top of the 3,858 that he had in four years at Wyoming. So 929 career touches for over 5,000 yards from scrimmage in five seasons. So he's over 1,000 yards per season on average, and 39 touchdowns, 18 touchdowns for, for ASU in total, 16 of them on the ground. And then you put in the pro day numbers. His pro day was March 27th, and he ran a 4.46 at 5'11", 204 pounds. Ran a 4.46, 40-inch vertical jump, 10-foot-3 standing broad jump, 7-second-3 cone on the nose, 4.32 second short shuttle. These are awesome times. 205 pound back, this kind of production, transferred up in level of competition, comfortably had his best career season. And what was really fun about Xavier Valaday for me was having a chance to watch his tape from Wyoming and see how he evolved when he got to Arizona State as a player. And there's some pretty notable improvements in his game. You know, I went back and watched, I went all the way back and watched San Diego State 2019 was the first game for Xavier Valaday that I watched. And I watched the 2021 game, and then I watched three games from 2022. So I, I watched five games in total for this player. And there's a fit here. This is, there, there's a style of play here that we're going to talk about here. Uh, in just a second, and, and that I think makes Xavier Valaday a very intriguing day three option. Now, where on day three, that's a different story, uh, but we're, we're going to talk about that here in just a second. But not before. Talk about our friends over FanDuel, Grand Slams, 
no hitters, double plays are all back. There's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. It's because right now new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if their first bet doesn't hit. So why don't you go ahead and step up to the plate? Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Place your first bet and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If you don't win, don't miss your chance to get that no sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Somebody in the subtext had brought this to my attention, and if you're not familiar with subtext, forgive me. Uh, I'm going to uh, make sure you hear about it right now. You can text Dolphins to 305-419-3924 and talk text Dolphins football directly with me, yours truly. And that community kicked off about a week ago. And the early returns have been awesome. The community that, that is having it, taking the chance to, to reach out and talk directly with Dolphins to me has been great. There's some behind-the-scenes resources for the show, some research projects you guys get access to uh, if you are a part of the subtext community that we reference and talk about here on the show. But getting the actual research and, and all of the information laid out in front of you is something that, that I want to give uh, to those of you who want to take that exploration with me. So you could text Dolphins to 305 419 3924. Get your first two weeks free. Find out if subtext is a good fit for you, if it's worth your time. Uh, if you deem that it is, it's a couple bucks a month. If not, hey, no worries. At least you swung the bat, just like stepping up to the plate over FanDuel. So somebody in the subtext committee had reached out to me and asked me which of the backs most reminded me of Rashad White that I had studied. Because Rashad White from Arizona State was the player who the Dolphins were reportedly really in on last year. And they didn't get a chance to get him because the Bucs took him uh, before Miami's first pick, which would have been Channing Tindall. Uh, He got close, but Tampa Bay swung the bat, and they've since moved on from Leonard Fournette. It looks like Rashad White's going to uh, have a pretty good opportunity to to be a fixture there for, uh, for Tampa Bay and their offense. And at the time, I was considering, is it a Banacanda? Is it Sean Tucker? And then I watched Avian Valade. <laughs> and it's pretty definitively for me, Xavier Valade is the uh, one who most reminds me of Rashad White, which is, of course, ironic because they both played at Arizona State. So let's, let me refresh your memory. Rashad White, six feet, 214 pounds. Ran a 4.48. I won't go any further because I don't want to put too many numbers out there. Xavier Valade, 5'11, 204. So he's about a half an inch shorter, 10 pounds lighter. Valade ran a 4.46 versus White running a 4.48. So Valade's an edge faster. Rashad White jumped 38 inches. Xavier Valade jumped 40 inches in the vertical jump. 
validates more explosive in his in his broad jump or in his vertical jump. Rashad Wright jumped ten feet five inches in the broad jump. Xavier Valade jumped ten feet three inches in the broad jump. Athletically, these guys are very similar players. And beyond that, they played within the same offensive structure. Yes, Arizona State fired Herm Edwards after they lost to Eastern Michigan this year. But the offense was the same. And you have a lot of the same kinds of runs on tape. Slashing style. Quick to hit the edge. Showed much more confidence at Arizona State to stick his foot in the ground and slip back inside against the grain. I thought his early tape at Wyoming, there was some timidness there, but he really ran with confidence for ASU in 2022, and it showed. It showed that he trusted his offensive line more for them to capture the edge. And oh, by the way, ASU, you're seeing them running a wide zone with a fullback in the backfield. And if that sounds familiar, it's because that's the kind of stuff the Dolphins did last year. So I think there's, there's an obvious skill set parallel between Valaday and a player who the Dolphins were hotly rumored to be interested in, in Rashad White last year, who went on day two. And then a schematic overlay with conceptually some of the things, some of the things that Arizona State did at the college level to run the football versus what the Dolphins showcased they wanted to do to run the football last year. So that's pretty fun to kind of piece together these overlaps of uh, common themes on a number of different fronts for Validate. A couple people on subtext and otherwise have also asked me, hey, what's the frequency of Dolphins 30 visits being drafted players? And I haven't done that research yet. I plan on doing that research. But what I can tell you is that Cameron Good was one of these players last year. The Dolphins brought in Cameron Good and they drafted him in the seventh round. Use that for foreshadowing for when we get to segment three and we talk about where Zayvon Valaday gets drafted. But I think that's a good intel collection, especially for a player that you didn't get a point of contact with at the NFL Combine. For whatever reason, Valaday did not get an NFL Combine invite. Actually, now, now I got to look. I want to know what running backs went <laughs> went to the NFL Combine that I would rather have Zavian Valaday for, rather have Zavian Valaday then. Uh, Travis Dye from UCLA, first name that pops up here that I just, as I'm scrolling, uh, definitively I would rather have uh, Zavian Valaday than, than Travis Dye at USC, who's like 24 years old. Uh, Cameron Peoples from ASU, uh, 6'1", 217. Good jump numbers, uh, but he ran a 4.6. I think Zayvon Valdez is a better NFL running back than Cameron Peoples. Uh, Tavion Thomas ran a 4.74 four at 6'2", 237 pounds from Utah. I liked uh, Tavion Thomas, but Zayvon Valdez is a better running back, and, and he was more productive in the Pac-12 this year than, than Tavion Thomas was. Uh, Sherrodrick Thompson, I know that was a call-up to the Senior Bowl. Uh, he ran a 4.67 at 207 pounds. I think Xavier Valaday will comfortably be a better, better running back than him. So there's a number of players on this list that I think Xavier Valaday has a significantly better resume than. 
So I'm not going to use no combine as a mark against Valaday. We mentioned his slashing style as a runner. Uh, when I look at the traits that I, I graded him on, and of course there's 10 of these that we're grading for the Dolphins, vision, explosiveness, ball security, passing game skills, versatility, elusiveness, contact balance, footwork, pass protection, and durability. The traits that he graded the best as, durability. He's got over 900 touches in five years at the college level. Pass protection. They used him quite a bit in scan protection. He had one incidence in a game where he did a really nice job picking up a pressure situation uh, from the nickel and coming all the way across the set in a scan protection, picking up the edge. Uh, so I was really impressed with him in that perspective. Now, I know that's not why you're drafting a back, right? But I do think from an elusiveness standpoint, he has good elusiveness. I think he's good ball security. I think he's good explosiveness. I think his vision is adequate. I think his passing game skills are adequate. I think his, vers uh, his, his versatility is adequate. I think there's a couple areas for improvement. He's a slashing style runner, so he kind of has an over ten a tendency to kind of overpress the hole and the line of scrimmage. So I think from a footwork perspective, kind of finding more consistent cadence when where you want to hit the run is not there will allow you to redirect quicker and more smoothly instead of getting into the backs of your blockers and then having to kind of look around to try to find, okay, here's a gap. Now I'll get out here this way. Um, I was a little surprised from a contact balance perspective because he's, he's a physical runner and he carries momentum through contact. But there were just a couple times where it looked like he went down sooner than what he should have for being as physical as he was. Now, I thought, again, he was better at ASU than he was at Wyoming in that regard, which is ironic because he was playing against better players. But I really th thought there were some nice flashes of contact balance, but there were also some instances of like, man, I wish you would have been able to get through that arm and get yourself another chunk game. And then from a vision perspective, that kind of goes in line with his footwork. I think he is a little bit feast or famine as far as reading and processing and, and finding quickly the lane. And if where he's predetermined based on the design of the play is there, he's going to get you good yards and he's got good burst and good speed. And he's got some nice cut ability. Although I th do think he runs a little tall on uh, that center of gravity and, and being not so low to the ground uh, has negatively impacted him at times as far as whether that short yardage situations or goal line. Cause he's not a big, big, big back, right? 205 pounds. So that's what I saw on tape for Xavier Valade. There's some really redeeming qualities. There's some, I think, are pretty easily improved upon areas, and you consider this was a productive player who played his best season against the best competition, and there's still fixable components of his game. Makes for a pretty interesting discussion. As far as where he gets drafted, that's what we're going to close with here today on the show. But before we get there, you have heard me rave. Rave about ultimate football GM. If you think you could be a good general manager and create your own dynasty, then you have to give this game a try. With ultimate football GM, you're responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise. Every strategic aspect imaginable between hiring the right coach, hiring the right coordinators, negotiating player salaries, balancing the budget, free agency, the draft, making trades, dealing with injuries, player discipline, all in a realistic game world. 
Ultimate Football GM is free and playable offline, so you can play on the go and when you want to, which is my favorite thing about it. Locked On Dolphins listeners can get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps in the game store, so make sure to check it out today. To download the game, visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. Ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So where Xavier Valade gets drafted, I think is, is up for a little bit of debate. I can tell you he graded close to Sean Tucker and better than Kendra Miller for me in evaluating running backs. I think he's more dynamic than, than Kendra Miller. He's not as dynamic as Sean Tucker. He's not as big as Sean Tucker, but I think he's probably a little bit more of an instinctual player. Sean Tucker's big thing is he, like, like Valaday, is very feast or famine as it pertains to vision and finding holes. And it's not like Sean Tucker played on a, a stalwart team last year. Um, you know, Valaday and ASU was, I think, 3-9, and, and and Syracuse had a whole bunch of... Nothing. It was Aronde Gadsden Jr. and um, Sean Tucker, and that was about it, and Matthew Bergeron offensively for them. So I think comparable situations, I thought Valaday showed more this year, but I do think Sean Tucker is a little bit more explosive and, and he's a little bit bigger frame. So I think that's enough to keep Tucker just in front of him. But that kind of firmly puts you in the day three conversation. But I draft this kid. I would draft this kid. I, I think that there's enough redeeming qualities here, and I think you see enough, especially on the perimeter runs, of the kind of slashing style, quick to get north, quick to capture the edge, has a good urgency coming out of the mesh point. You can really build on this foundation, and you can get it a lot later, and he's athletically comparable or better than some of the names in front of him. Now, it's going to come at a reduced cost, and it's going to come with probably reduced touches early on. So do you want to draft and develop a player in anticipation for not bringing back Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson or Jeff Wilson, either at the end of the first year of their two-year deals or after the two years? Is that a pick worth investing? And when you're talking about what the Dolphins currently have scheduled in the sixth-round pick and a seventh-round pick, yes, that's exactly the kind of players that you want to take with those kinds of picks. And I, I don't see any reason why he couldn't be out Miles Gaskin for a roster spot this year. No reason why. He's more dynamic athletically. He can still give you something in the passing game. He'd be your RB for you. He'll play special teams for you. So you can keep on the, on the 53. There's a pathway for validating not only being drafted, but making the roster. Now, the player that did the 30 visit last year, Cameron Good, well, 
he's hung around and the Dolphins are looking to develop him and, and have him be kind of the long-term developmental piece. I think with that pass rush room of Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips, I'm going to put Emmanuel Agba in that conversation, Malik Reed and Andrew Van Ginkle, like the numbers are still pretty stacked. Will you move on from Agba and save the money if you get a good trade offer? If not, good might be on the two-year practice squad, make the roster year three plan. And that's the kind of pathway that I can see for Xavier Valley. But what I do know is I want to take a bet on this kid. And seeing the parallels with Rashad White while understanding, hey, he played at Wyoming for four years. The foundation is here, and there's a familiarity with some of the same things that Miami wants to do as far as utilizing the fullback as a blocking weapon that can change the blocking surface and the run game strength from the backfield uh, very easily. Uh, they, they ran kind of a pseudo weak side counter fullback option off the edge in which he gouged the team for a chunk gain. Um, kind of did a nice job from a tempo perspective, letting that fullback take his couple steps and then fullback across, almost turning the like split flow inside zone. Uh, so that's, you're taking counter elements with split flow inside zone with weak side ISO, like, there's some good stuff on this tape that I'm a pretty big fan of. Uh, I, I think this is a player who, uh, from a valuation perspective, you could get in the sixth or seventh round because there are some raw points and an expectation that he's probably not going to play early on. But these are the exact kinds of players that I would want to roll the dice on and take a pick on here at the end of day three. Uh, so that's kind of your... If you come up empty on the other stuff, if you want to prioritize other players... Validates a name to circle for on day three for the Dolphins because I feel like you can get in where the Dolphins actually currently have picks. It's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Dolphins. Make sure you keep it in right here on Locked On Dolphins, your team every day. Fins up. I appreciate you guys checking out the show. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Make it a great rest of your afternoon. Be back to talk more Dolphins football soon. So hit subscribe, follow along. Hope to see you then. Peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.